This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, if you own a home in Vancouver, you can expect your property taxes to go up by 4.24%. And if that seems higher than what you had previously been told, that's because it is. It is higher than the proposed 3.9%, and that's because of a last-minute change put forward by Vision Vancouver Councillor Raymond Louie at the last full council meeting before the holiday break. Now, we did put a request out to Councillor Raymond Louie, offering him numerous times to come on the program this weekend to explain this and talk more about this. We were told that he was not available this weekend. We are, however, joined now by NPA Councillor George Affleck to talk a bit more about this. Councillor Affleck, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. What happened for people who didn't uh, see the council meeting and uh, the fallout after? What happened right before the budget was passed? Well, so many things, Joe. It was quite a day. Uh, You know, they had a budget of 3.9% proposed. And plus, uh, don't forget about the additional cost of the services that were going up 5, 9, 10%. So uh, total increases to revenue is about 6.2% year over year. Um, you know, I, and, and then Raymond Lewis threw this uh, additional um, thing on the floor uh, out of nowhere uh, to add another two, $2.5 million, which represents almost a half a percent of taxes, uh, taking us to over 4% in, in increased taxation to the, uh, to the residents of the city. And I, I just felt, and, and it was very specific in its categories, and I thought it very politically uh, specific in, in that if we were to vote against it as a party, they would use this um, uh, politically in the next election. Uh, and so uh, in the break between the vote and, and him proposing this, uh, he's being uh, interviewed by media, and I kind of jumped in and uh, called it for what it was, which is political BS. And what was his response? Well, I was quite surprised. He actually went, he went into attack mode against me uh, in front of uh, several media, I suppose I was kind of started the attack, but I thought, you know, I wanted to, he'd been talking for 10 minutes about this and talking in circles, and I felt it was very frustrating watching him uh, spin this. Uh, and the media, uh, to their to their credit, were not letting him get away with this, um, but the things he was saying and the way he was saying it was really, uh, I found, atrocious and uh, disappointing and somewhat not surprising for Vision Vancouver. Uh, and I, I have a huge problem with the tax increases year over year over year that Vision have done, uh, but this was beyond the pale. Uh, the the reason given as well for why this wasn't brought forward earlier and why there was no consultation was because it was dependent on approving policies on housing and preserving Chinatown, and it came after that. Uh, but then Vision also said this happens all the time, these last-minute changes, but I think when pushed to give examples of that, there are no recent examples. Last year, they brought in a 0.5% fentanyl additional tax, uh, which represented, uh, or the, and it represented about half a percentage tax. That that came as a surprise, but they gave us a week notice, a week notice, and, and so there was some time to get input from the public to talk about it. Um, yes, and anybody who spoke out against it was told by Carrie Jang that you were heartless and a horrible person for not wanting to help people. When really the the message. I was one of the people saying this was, can't you find the money somewhere within the budget? Yeah, let's not, I, I, this is, this kind of personal attacks on, you know, saying that we're, uh, in some cases, murderers by not approving some of that, those increases, uh, is so cheap, um, cheap politics. That was, that was last year. This year, again, you know, it sort of went that way. Um, you know, we have a one, this year it's a 1.4 
billion dollar budget. So when Vision got elected uh, just under 10 years ago, it was a one, about a $1 billion budget. So they've taken it from $1 billion to $1.4 billion in nine years. Uh, and you're telling me you can't find a couple of million additional money in some of those mysterious line items like timing uncertain. That's an actual line item in the budget. And the other one is the innovation fund. And this, this fund is, is basically a slush fund provision for all their pet projects. There is lots of money in, in the budget uh, if you dig deep. Uh, if you can, which I have challenges with because there's not a lot of data there, um, there's, there's, there would be a way to find that $2.5 million without increasing taxes. What was the other one? Sorry, before you said innovation fund, what was the other line item? It's called timing uncertain. And it's basically every every departmental budget has this line item, and it's a way for it's it's basically uh, random stuff you need to buy in the year. Because I think I don't think I'm alone in in saying what I want from my council is garbage pickup, street maintenance, light maintenance, and these things. And I, and I feel, and I'm going to open up the phone lines after eight thirty and see what other people have to say. I, I feel like this council is taking on a job that is a whole other level of government. It's a whole other place, and maybe maybe some of the councillors need to go run for another level of government because it doesn't seem like these are civic responsibilities. Yeah, 100%. I've voted against every single operating budget since I've been elected for, for six years for various reasons. One is that it's not transparent in its detail. Uh, there's not a simple uh, spreadsheet with all the departmental budgets that's all laid out there. You have to kind of dig around and find each department. Uh, the inc- incredible increases year over year over year. Um, and then the issue to me is the priorities, for sure. I agree. You know, it's not sexy in civic politics generally. It is about garbage pickup. It's about sewers. It's about these basics that uh, are, are built into our charter uh, in that we are required to fulfill uh, to the residents of the city. Uh, and I feel like Vision Vancouver have pushed those down to the bottom of the agenda and, and turned it, the whole budget on its head and have prioritized things that traditionally have been the provincial or federal government's uh, purview. So I, I feel like it's, 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 I know it, it's politically motivated in some ways. I mean, it's tragic, some of the stuff going on, of course. We all feel this horribleness that's going on with homelessness and the fact that it's, it's unaffordable in the city and all these things. But we have to start with the basics first. You put a budget together, in my mind, start with zero, going, okay, how much money do we need to achieve, to achieve the basic goals of our city for the year ahead. Okay, now we've done that, and let's shoot for no more than a, a grave inflation tax increase should be always a goal. So this year that would be less than 2%. Now, if we want to do extras, we say, okay, here are the extras beyond the basics that you assume we're going to do, and this is how much it's going to cost. And hopefully maybe we can do that within the rate of inflation, but if we want to ask for more, then we have to justify that to the taxpayers of the city and say, this is why we need to do this. Do you support us? This is why we're going above and beyond that. But to me, it's always about uh, not doing the basics. If you look around the city, it's dirtier. You look at the priorities, the Point Grey bike route costing $18 million. You look at uh, a section on 10th Avenue in front of the hospital costing uh, $6 million for 800 meters of a separated bike lane that nobody wants. Uh, These are things like, what are the priorities here? What is going on? And and I find it very frustrating as a counselor. Well, and and people can come back and say, it's just $7, it's just $10. So what are you getting so upset about? But to me, it's it's a lot more than that. And it's also, this is a council that will repeatedly talk about initiatives to make the city more affordable. Well, this just made the city less affordable. Yeah, Yeah, there's a certain irony to that. I think everybody, as we head into the election year, and I'm not running again, so there's no, I have no political stakes in this, 
we have to ask ourselves, what has Vision Vancouver achieved in almost 10 years? Have they solved affordability? No. Have they created a lot more housing? No. Have they solved homelessness? No. Have they built bike lanes? Okay, yeah, sure, but it doesn't appear that most people wanted those in the first place. There are very few things that they have achieved uh, success at, and so to me they are a failed government, and, and it's really surprising that they don't get called out on that more often, given how much money they're spending. Mm. Uh, you're not running again, though. Uh, is this not the time uh, the NPA should be rallying and getting uh, getting their voice out there, their names out there, uh, to do what you just said, to say this, this is a failed government, uh, here's who you might want to vote for instead? I sure hope so. <laughs> That's, uh, that would be the responsibility of the people running. But we'll have a process and announce our mayoral, we'll have a mayoral candidate race in February. Um, and then when that person's in place, uh, you'll see a lot more. Uh, messaging and, and, and focus on that person. And uh, I'm sure, I'm confident that uh, the NPA will win in October. We will see what happens uh, in the following months. George, thank you so much for joining us. Always appreciate you coming on the show. My pleasure, Jill. Thanks. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.